You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can, you can keep clapping. It's all right. <laughs> no, really, you can keep clapping, really. <laughs> keep clapping. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You're not clapping for me. You're clapping for him. Come on, somebody. Come on. God gets all the praise here. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you guys so much. God bless you guys. And you got a seat right there. Where you're at, praise the Lord, Amen. I appreciate my that uh, intro, Amen. Praise the Lord. Almost had me crying, almost, Amen. Amen. I was just I was trying to hold that back. I need to preach today, Amen. Praise God. And so I, I'm I'm just so blessed, Amen, and and so grateful, grateful uh, for this time and this conference that we had. I, I believe it was a time timely conference, uh, and so. Uh, it was just a great, great time of being here with all you guys, and uh, from Friday night uh, to Saturday morning yesterday to last night. Um, and I don't know if you felt a shift in the Saturday morning session as it was closing. That you can you can feel a a shift, and there was a silence, kind of like what we had in our in our worship here. It was just a a silence, and and and, and God spoke that. You know, there, there's something that's going to about to happen to that's going to bust loose uh, here in Las Vegas. I really do feel that what he's placed in my heart 18 years ago is coming to fulfillment soon. And as well as the other pastors that were here, I, I know that God had something for each one of them. They, they weren't here because they wanted to come out. God put it in their heart to be here, to impart something inside of them to take home to their home, to their own churches and cities. Uh, so before I get into the word, amen, I just want to thank everyone, everyone, everyone. Uh, say, say me. I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone, every single person that has come, whether you are in the, came to here or where you came to work, amen. I, I just want to thank every single person in this place, those that are here today, those who were here yesterday, those that were here on Friday Every single person from a child, amen, to our adult, to the oldest, to the youngest, to the male, the female, every single person, you matter. And so I want to thank you all for coming and being part of this, the voice conference. I, I want to thank our teams, everyone that, that are all our servants of the house, amen, from our ushers. Come on, our usherettes, come on, give them a, some shout of praise, amen, for helping us out here, amen. Our greeters, amen, at the door. Come on, somebody. Come on, how many enjoy the cafe? Hallelujah. So thank you, amen, for the workers in the, in the cafe and for everyone that, that gave. The, our teachers, come on, somebody. Come on. Give them some praise, amen, for those that are working right now and those that work throughout the conference, amen. Uh, our media team, come on, hallelujah. Uh, our media team, my son put all this together, amen, and all the, all the promos and all the things that you've heard on these uh, the beginning uh, video thing, those were the voices that are the reflection of our of our leadership here. So each one of them were our leadership as we administered about the voice throughout the year. And so my son was putting all that together. Of course, that end one was the, the beginning of this year when we unveiled our banner or our theme for our conferences and uh, for the voice, amen. And so that was back in January. So that was Super Bowl Sunday. That's why I had a Raider jersey on. It was Jersey Day here. And so, uh, but, but I want to thank our media team, our worship team. Come on, how many enjoy the worship team? Man, wasn't that awesome in this presence, amen? Just like Pastor George was saying, uh, let's, let's just keep worshiping, amen, hallelujah. It just, 
It was just a, a great, a great presence of God in this place. So I want to thank the worship team uh, and those that are, are musicians, uh, everyone playing an instrument, amen. Of course, we want to thank little Fino, amen, being with us, amen, with the bass, had a little boom, boom, amen, in our, in our worship, amen. Praise God, and hopefully it may give you someone that stays here a little boom, boom to come up here, amen, hallelujah. Amen. We need, we need some thumping up here, amen, praise God. And, and uh, so we want to thank all the teams, everyone, for their service. Uh, it's well appreciated. Uh, it's well known. And so take time to thank them. When you go pick up your kids, thank the teachers. Thank our teachers that, that took care of the kids during the week. Thank our ushers that uh, helped you out or grabbed you a water. Hopefully uh, we were, you, you felt welcome here. I, I hope that, that, you, that we met the needs or, or we helped you out. Uh, and so uh, just thank them for their service. And, and um, you know, they... they we, they, they, a lot of stuff goes undercover, amen, but we want to thank them, and so we want to show them honor. I want to thank those that traveled all the way from Albuquerque, hallelujah. Praise Chapel Albuquerque. We thank you guys uh, for being part of it. I think Pastor Joe says these are the drinkers over here, amen, hallelujah. And so we want to thank them for coming out, and of course, Pastor George and Debbie, amen, hallelujah. Thank you for coming out and encouraging your, your church to come out here and be part of this, amen, and uh, and so we want to thank PC Santa Ana, amen, Santa Ana, Pastor Hector and his, and his guys that came out, amen, PC Alianto, amen, with Jaime and, and Lisa, amen, they came out, amen, from, the, from one desert to the next, amen, Pastor Sonny Michelle from Regenerate, amen, they were here, amen. Of course, we want to thank all our speakers, amen, Pastor Omar Lopez, Friday night, amen, man, wow, what a powerful word, amen, Pastor Hector Hernandez, amen, Santa Ana, in the morning, amen. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Pastor Mondo Luna, hallelujah. Come on, Pastor Joe. Come on, Whitinger, amen. Praise the Lord. All of them have done a great job, amen. Joe and Becky, amen, last night was powerful and, 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 and spoke and spoke words over people, amen. And so uh, I just thank them. Right now, they're at Regenerate uh, with Pastor Sonny Michelle. So I, I hooked them up, amen. And so I gave them the hookups and so. Pastor Joe wanted to stay here all weekend, so he doesn't leave till tomorrow. So uh, we get to fellowship with him later on tonight. And so, uh, but but they, they're they're a great blessing to us, Amen. But they're out there ministering. I didn't want to tell you guys because you may not show up here, Amen. Go over there. I was thinking about going over there, Amen. <laughs> but uh, I know they're being blessed, Amen. And and, uh, and Pastor and Sunny Sunny uh, and Michelle are going to be blessed, and Regenerate's going to be blessed with Pastor Joe. And so we got them hooked up over there. Hallelujah. I want to thank our church, PCLV. Come on. Every single person of PCLV, amen, for making everyone feel welcome, amen. I want to thank my kids, amen, my son, my daughter, amen. They're, they're up here in worship, amen. My son that, that does so much for me, amen. He's, he, really, he truly is a right-hand man of me. And so I want to thank them, amen. And, of course, Des, hallelujah, my, my daughter, amen, so, uh, she, she's uh, another added family, amen, and so all, I'm blessed with good kids, hallelujah. There, there's, nothing, you know, there's nothing better than to have your kids serving God alongside with you, and so I'm a blessed, and I'm a very rich man, hallelujah. Of course, I want to thank my wife, hallelujah. Come on, the first lady of the house, amen. Without her, I will not be standing here, and so I thank you, baby, and I love you, amen, and so... Uh, she is my world, amen, and she's the only one that rocks it, hallelujah. And so, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Jesus is my rock, but she's my rocker, hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. And so, we, I, am, I am a blessed, I am a blessed, blessed man, and I stand up here rich. And, uh, you know, I, my, my, my pastor, Pastor Donna, used to say this, I'm a rich woman, and I, I really didn't understand that. Uh, what she meant by that, and, and so I, I, you always look at rich to wealth and money, but it's beyond that. It's beyond money. Money can't buy this rich, and, and I understand that now as, as a pastor. I understand it by the blessings of God that I feel rich, and so I understand what she meant by being rich, and it's a rich family, my family and kids. There's, there's one son that's out there, amen, but I know my, my God's hands upon him. And so I, I don't worry. There's no fear in that. My, 
when it's all said and done, I'll be walking in the streets of gold, and I'll, I'll cross paths with my son. I said, you made it, and I knew that you would. That's a promise to us. So you hang on to that. So uh, I just thank the Lord for all that. Of course, I want to thank God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Without them, none of this, none of this is possible. I, so I thank my Lord for everything that he's been doing. Uh, before I get into the word of God, amen, and, and uh, I'll get you out of here, amen, and take pictures and celebrate. But tomorrow marks one year that we lost 58 people in our city. They lost their lives through a shooting that took place on October 1st on a, Saturday, uh, on a Sunday night, or I believe it's on Sunday night last year. And, and uh, so I, families were lost, and tomorrow they'll, they'll take a remembrance of these lives that were lost to the shooter, of course, the shooter himself taking his own life. And it, it rocked our city, but our city came together. But lives were still lost, and many lives are still affected through that. There was over 520-something people that were injured, so, so much uh, bloodshed. And, but, but through the midst of all that, we, we see that God was there through the midst of humanity. And our city came together, and I was so proud of our city and proud of all of us that came together to pray and all of us that participated to go out and pray for police officers and donate blood and, and donate what we can to bring our city back together. And so at this moment in time, I'd like to have us all stand up. And if we can just bow our, our heads in reverence for a, a moment of silence for those that have lost their lives, amen, the families that are affected through that. So let's bow our heads for a moment of silence. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and, and grab a seat there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we ready? This is it, guys. This is it. Amen. This is, a, this is our, our conference. This is the end of the conference. So uh, I want to just pray right now. So bow your heads right there as we get ready to get ready to receive the word. Father, I thank you so, so much, Father. I thank you for your faithfulness to this church for the last 17 years. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you presented to us through this theme, the voice. And Father, Lord, I thank you for each and every message that was presented, Father. And Lord, we ask right now that you open up our hearts, our ears, our understanding to receive your word. I pray for those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. And let them hear the voice behind the voice. And we ask this. In the mighty name of Jesus, and all of God's people say, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What, a, what an awesome conference we had, amen, the voice and the powerful messages that were presented and spoke, that were spoken on the voice, amen, from God. On Friday night, Saturday morning, last night, amen, I, you know, I was kind of just getting caught up, in, and I'll probably reflect more on it as, as the time goes forward, amen, but so much busyness and, and uh, getting this all together and running around and staying out late and, and, and uh, you know, get, trying to get some sleep and getting up and another day going. And, and so, but I, I'm just blown away from the moments that we had here with the Word of God being for, coming forth and the, the worship and, and the fellowship and everything that's taken place, amen. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just in awe of what God has done, amen, uh, during this conference. And what a great theme. The Lord has given us. It's not something that I take credit for. It's something the Lord has presented to us. I, I, as a pastor, I, I'm, I'm visionary. I, I like to know where I'm going in the next year. And so my, my thing is to always bring forth a theme towards, to, to go towards our conference. And, and, I, and God, I want direction. I just don't want to just go. I want to know where I'm going, amen, and so I, I prayed, and the Lord gave me uh, the voice, amen, and so a theme, and then our scripture that he gave, and so 
I thank God that no one really went into the Scripture, amen. They kind of bounced around the Scripture, but I want to minister on our theme Scripture. And so I want you to turn to the book of John, chapter 1, verse 23. Now I'm reading on the NIV, and I want to jump into this passage of Scripture about the voice. John 1, 23. And the Word of God says like this, John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice. Somebody say the voice. I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. This morning or this afternoon, I want to minister on the voice that brings change. The voice that brings change. You see, when God speaks, change happens. Come on, somebody. Every message, amen, that, come on, that each speaker brought spoke of change. There had to be some change within our lives, amen. If we are still, if we, are, if we sit still and, and listen, how many know that would, that would bring change? Come on, if we are useful in the kingdom of God, it will bring change. That if we change our frequency, it will bring change. Come on, somebody. Come on, that if we will simply turn around when we hear the voice behind us, it will bring change. John came to be a voice for the voice. The voice that would bring change, that, that through that voice calling in the wilderness, that voice would come to bring change. Come on, I don't think it's, it's coincidence, amen, on this scripture, amen, that the Lord gave me on the voice, amen, of one calling in the wilderness. Have you ever been in the wilderness? Come on, have you been wandering, amen, in your walk in Christianity, your walk in life, amen, that you feel, man, I'm in the wilderness. I'm in a place of dryness. I'm in a place that, you know what, I'm, that no one's around, amen. And so here you see a voice Calling in your wilderness. I want you to grab a hold of this. He says, I am a voice calling in the wilderness. Amen. Uh, here is a voice that came to your wilderness. Come on, the voice came looking for you. The voice left the 99 and he came after you, amen, calling you in your wilderness, amen, calling you in your situation, calling you wherever you're at. God left the 99 and he started to look for you in your wilderness, amen, and he found you. It was a voice calling. It was a voice of salvation, a voice of deliverance. A voice of healing, restoration, uh, reconciliation. Uh, re am I talking to anyone in this house? Amen. Uh, come on, a voice of redemption. John says, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. He says, I came to clear the path. I came to pave the way. I, I came to make a straight path. Amen. I came to say, watch out. The Lord is coming. See, in 1 John 1.19, it says this. This was John's testimony that when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? Who are you? You got to understand that religious leaders, the Pharisees, sent their people to go check out John. They came to check out this voice, you see, it was their duty. If you look at history and you study this, amen, and study the Pharisees, the leadership, the religious leaders, amen, it was their duty to investigate any type of new teaching or new movement. Let me tell you, church, when you start to claim to be the voice for the voice, people are going to come out and check out if you're the real deal. Come on, once you start to claim Christianity, once you start to claim I'm a follower, once you start to claim I'm a Jesus lover, amen, uh, once you start to claim anything that connects to that, uh, 
Someone's going to come check you out. Someone's going to see if you're the real deal. They'll come to see how you're living. They'll come to see how you're walking. Come on, how many know that people can talk, amen, but sometimes that talk doesn't match their walk. So you got to understand today, church, amen, that God is looking for disciples who will be the voice, amen, who will be the real deal for Jesus. Come on, do we have any people like that in this house today that will be the real deal? John is the real deal. I'm telling you, this guy here is real. He's real, real. He's for real, real. Real, real, real. You, you guys get what I'm going. He's real. He's for real, real. This guy's the real deal. He's proclaiming something. It's a new movement, church. It's different. They've never seen a preacher like this. They've never seen a movement like John. He's being a voice for the voice. He's clearing the path for the one coming. Here he's, he's proclaiming, and here he's, he's saying, no, this is, this, is, this is what's going on, amen. He's proclaiming it. He's announcing, amen. And here I'm going to let you know that John is the real deal. See, there's a lot of people, uh, come on, that want to voice their opinion. Come on, don't look at them right now, amen, hallelujah. Now, how many, how many of that people want to cast their own opinion? They want to cast their, there's a lot of people that want to be heard, amen, but no one wants to be the voice for the voice. No one wants to be a voice of truth. And that is what needed in the world, in this generation, in the wildernesses that we are today, amen. We need the voice of truth because truth exposes Truth exposes. And when truth exposes, guess what? It brings change. It can bring change for the good or it can bring change for the bad. But truth will bring some change. Come on, can somebody say amen? In Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 4 it says this. Serve the Lord your God. Somebody say my God. And fear him alone. Obey his commands, listen to his voice, and cling to him. See, it goes on to say in this passage of Scripture in Deuteronomy that false prophets will try to lead you into a different way. That these people, if they're false, must be put to death. So John here has a different voice. John's voice is radical. I mean, it's radical. I think, I think Pastor George has a radical voice. Can Albuquerque agree with that? Amen. He's a wild man. Amen. He's a wild man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He, 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 he sounds like a young man. But this, uh, he's a, John's voice is radical. It's different from any other voices that they've heard up to this point. And so here's a different voice. And so the Jewish leaders send their priests and their assistants, you need to go ask who this guy is. You need to go check this guy out. There's something stirring. There's something different about this, this guy, amen. He, he's not one of us. So you need to go check him out and you need to ask him, who are you? Let me ask you a question. Who are you? Who are you? Are you a person that just comes to church? Who are you? Are you just a person waiting for God to bless you? Who are you? Are you just waiting for, you know what, I just need this. I want, are you coming to, dad, to God or dad? Or, or, I call him dad. But are you calling, coming to God like a sugar daddy? See, a lot of people come to church for needs. Come on. Didn't you come because you needed something? I don't know about you. I needed something in my life. My life was broken, amen. I came because there was a need. I didn't come because, you know, I'm just going to church. All of us came for a need, but sometimes, what, who are you? Now that you're here, who are you? Are you still the brat that just wants to be spoiled? 
Come on, who are you? This was a question that was asked to John. Go check this guy out. Jewish leaders, go send, they send their assistants. They send these, go check this dude out. Go, go see who he is. I want to find out who this guy is. See if he has credentials to be a true prophet. See, you got to understand something here, church. What's going on in this part of Scripture? John's voice created quite a following. I'm telling you, he's a radical voice, but people are following this radical voice. Come on, he won a lot of people over. Come on, people are getting converted. People are becoming his disciples, amen. Here he's forming some radical group, amen, and everyone's following him. Everyone's talking about John. He was a popular and effective voice. It was a voice that people came to hear. A voice who would witness to the voice. He was a witness to the voice. And through that voice being the voice, it brought change to people. That through John's voice being the voice, amen, people were getting saved like never before. People were being baptized like never before, amen. And it was bringing change. It changed them from being religious to something different. Something way different that they had never seen. And these leaders were thinking in their minds, is, is this one of the prophets that Moses was talking about? Maybe he's Elijah. Or maybe he's one of the, maybe he's the Messiah. Or maybe he's a false prophet. And so John as they approached him, he already knew what they were thinking. And right away, he clears it up and says in John chapter 119, I am not the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah. Don't even compare my voice with the voice. They say, well, then who are you? Are you Elijah? No. Are you one of the prophets that we're expecting? No. I'm here as a voice. I'm one calling in the wilderness. I'm a voice clearing the way for the one who would come and bring change. How many know there's one coming? And he's coming back, church. He's coming back. Come on, we can't forget Jesus is coming back. Come on, come on. We can't live like he's not coming back. Amen. Uh, each day we got to live. He may be back today. He may be back tonight. He may be back tomorrow. How are you living today? For the voice is coming. He's coming back. He says, you know what? I'm a voice. I'm paving a way. I'm clearing a path for the voice that follows me. And he's the voice that's going to bring change. Let me know that Jesus came to change everything. He came to change religion. He came to change structure. He came, he, he, he came to just jack up the system. Come on. He came, he came from all these religious ritual rules and all these things and going from here. He, he, he got rid of all that. He came to change something. He didn't came to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill the law. The law is still there. The law is God, but, that, but he came with grace. He came, he came with something different that would change all our lives, church. It's, it was a change that came and changed my life. Changed your life, amen. It was something different. Religion can't change you, but Jesus can change you. Come on. He's the only voice that can bring change in your life, amen. You can go to AA, AAA, all those A's. They can't help you, but Jesus can help you. Now, I'm not, getting, I'm not saying those are bad things or good things. They, they have its purpose, but without Jesus, there's nothing. You lost. Only Jesus can satisfy the soul. Only Jesus can set a captive free. Only Jesus can bring, come on, can bring change in your life. It's all, and to you tap into the source, 
of Jesus. You need to check into Jesus' office. You need to check into that probe, God, man. I need Jesus. I mean, give me, just give me Jesus. I don't need no psychiatrist. I don't need any, I need Jesus. And there's doctors, and God has brought doctors for a reason, amen. But you can't ultimately say, this is my source. No, Jesus has to be your source. Don't replace your source. These things are not to be in place of your source. They're to help out within the source. Jesus is the ultimate source. See, once you start to focus on man, man will fail you. Drugs will fail you. All this will fail you. Jesus will never fail you. Come on, somebody. Stick with Jesus. Tell Jesus. Tell somebody, stick with Jesus. Stick with Jesus. Drink Jesus. Smoke Jesus. Eat Jesus. Jesus juice. Hallelujah. If I bring out Jesus juice, you better run, amen. <laughs> there, I, just, I just went over, amen. Don't, if I bring out everybody drink some Jesus, no, you better run. This guy has lost it. Anybody want Jesus juice? No. I don't know. Consume Jesus. OD on Jesus. Come on. There, you cannot have too much Jesus. You can't. Oh, I'm full. I have enough Jesus for the day. No one has enough Jesus for the day, church. Come on. You, we need more Jesus. Come on. He, he is the only thing that we need in our lives until we find out that that is, that is the ultimate source. God can set you free. God can bring change in your life through Jesus. It says at the end, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of everything. Budweiser is not the king. There's only one king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> Not even Corona. But they come and says, who are you? Who are you? And he says, I'm a voice. I'm the one that's calling in the wilderness. I'm here to be a voice for the one that's following me. And he's going to be a voice that will bring change, that will change the course of history, a change that's still in effect today. It says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, it says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. And his message was, repent. His message was, what? Repent. 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 See, if you want to be an effective voice, it starts with repentance. Come on, here he is. This is his message, amen. Uh, here he says you got to repent. If you want to be a voice for the voice, if you want to make something different in your life, there has to be repentance, amen. Uh, God is a voice that's calling you from behind, amen, uh, and he wants you to turn, as Pastor Joe was saying. That's what repentance is. You have to repent. You're going to have to hear that voice behind you. And when you hear it, you need to turn around and say, I'm no longer walking this way. I'm no longer walking in the path that I'm walking. I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of going. I want some change. So I got to do something different. I got to turn around and say, I'm done with this. I want this. I'm going to listen to the voice. And it starts. See, repentance causes you to turn. Repentance means, you know what, I don't want this, my life is messed up, I messed up, remorse, all this stuff inside of God, I want something different, I don't want to continue walking this walk, amen, I need to do a turnaround, I repent. See, some of us today, we, we need to do that turnaround. 
Some of us, we need to hear the voice behind us and turn around. See, how many know that you can be walking in God and God's still telling you to turn? You need to turn away from your ways. You've got some religious things inside of you. You grabbed a hold of some wrong religion. You got a hold of something that you heard on Facebook, Google, wherever it is, amen. It's jacked you up, amen. And so God calls you again. Turn around, son. You need to repent from your ways. We can become religious. Wasn't that the same story of John that was in the island? And he told him, and he called them back, and he turned. Was John in sin? No. He caused him to turn because he had fear. He says, I need you to repent from that. Come on, how many know that worry can be a sin? And so sometimes God calls and says, stop your worrying. Huh? Stop all this, all this stuff. Stop the fear in your life. If you're here, God's saying, hey, and you're going to have to turn around, amen. Says, I want to take away that fear. I want to take away that doubt. I want to change the way you've been walking, amen. You, you forgot your ways. That's, how we, that's why he started to rebuke the churches in the book of uh, Revelations, amen. You know what? You lost your first love. And so sometimes we're walking, thinking we're doing all the things right for God. And God will say, hey. Tell your neighbor, hey. Don't just say hey like that. No, hey. Like, orale, orale. No, this hey is like, hey, stop that. This is a stop it hey. Not a stop it hey, hey. Not a friendly hey. Not a homie, hey, it's not a friendly, hey. It's not like, hey, hey. No, God says, hey. It's authority. It's a voice of authority. It's a, like, like Pastor Joe was saying, it was a trumpet. Hey. It was a, it was a blowing trumpet. It was a sound. And God has spoken to some of you guys and you haven't turned around. He's saying, hey, stop it. Hey, stop worrying. Hey, what? Leave it alone. Stop doing that. Hey, turn. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Sometimes it becomes silent. Stop it. And we hear, we ignore the voice. It's trying to make something different in our lives. And he says, I still love you, but you, you've, got some, you've got something whack in you. You let fear come back in you. Come on. My perfect love casts off fear. Where's the love? Where's, where's that love that you had? Remember that first love? Man, when you said, man, God just rocked my, God's going to put my life together. God's going to save my marriage. God's going to do all this. Woo! God's all this. Man, you were laying hands on cars, amen, that had bad, dead batteries. They started, man. You had some, you had some faith. It was crazy faith. And now we're serving God for X amount of years. And now, man, uh, pray, uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, you know, I've been at it a long time, you know, it's not going to change. She's who she is, I'm who I am. Eh? Yay, Jesus. And we think this is the best it's going to get. But with Jesus, it's supposed to get better, 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 better. Come on, somebody, gooder and gooder, hallelujah. Come on, it's not supposed to get worse. It's during those times and moments that he'll whisper behind you and say, hey. And he wants you to turn from that way of thinking and say, God, uh, put me back on the right path. I, I come. See, as soon as you turn around, he's going to take away the fear. He's going to take away the doubt. He's going to take everything that you're dealing with and put back what, you're, what you need in your life, amen, to give you strength to keep going forward. So he says, repent. See, some... Here last night, you came and you wanted a word. And some were hungry. And some stood there and said, I'm not moving. I'm going to stay here till you, you, you talk. You better pray for me. I'm not going. There was this young man right there. He stood there. He says, I'm not going nowhere. And every time one person moved, he go. He took a step. I, he, was, he was determined. I, he heard, hey. And so he goes, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. He stood there. 
And I, I watched him. I'm, I'm watching everything. When, when those things happen, I, I, I become, a, I become a, a spectator. I just become, I start to see what's being spoken over our church and over our people. Because I, I know you guys. And if he's saying something false, I talk to him later. But Joe was right on. Pastor Joe was right on. And so I'm just sitting there and, okay, okay, okay. And then, but, the, but I was keeping an eye on this young man. He's just, boom, boom, boom. I mean, he was like. It was, it was amazing, man. But he was determined. And says, you know what, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to leave this place. I, I came in. I heard God's voice. I, I responded to his voice. And now I want instruction. I want to hear something. Amen. I want to receive. And he stood here and the word Lord spoke over him. See, some of us become impatient. It's taking too long. He's not looking at me. He's not going to come my way. Do I smell? And then the devil starts to lie to you. You're not important. You're a waste of time. He's not going to pray for you, so why don't you just leave? Or why, why are you standing? And the devil starts, he stands right next to you. You, you know you look stupid here? <sighs> you think he's going to answer you? You're jacked up. And he just starts talking to you. He starts just saying all this stuff, and you start reading this mind because he's, it's not coming. It's not, you're waiting too long. And all of a sudden, forget it. Let's go. And the devil lies to you and rips you off. See, if you want to turn, and that's really in your heart to repent, you say, God, I want something different. Let me tell you, you better wait for it. You better wait for it because when he comes to you, that's when he lays that right hand. Right? Right? And he blesses you. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. You shall soar. Come on, you will run and not get work. Come on, anybody know that scripture? It's our faith, church. There's a times you're going to have to wait on God. Come on, this, this, ain't, this ain't, you don't get in line. Number 23, number 23. Serving 23. Sometimes we think that that's what it is. Okay, I got my number. We get our numbers. We're good. We're, it's not a number thing. It's a personal thing. And so sometimes God's going to take a little time for this person because they need something a little different what they need over here. And so we got to be impatient. I mean, we got to be patient, not impatient. We got to be patient and know when the numbers come, God will come and he'll call the right number for you. Can somebody say amen? And then you get the, never mind, I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> Repent. Repent. He says amen. Repent from your sins, which means to what? It says repent from your sins and turn to God. It says in Matthew chapter 1, 20, uh, 1 to 3. It says repent from your sins. He goes, uh, he says repent, amen. He hears the voice, amen. He goes, repent from your sins and turn to God. So it's a process. Repentance is a, it is a turnaround. Repent from whatever you're doing. Repent from your sins. Repent from whatever it is. It goes, repent and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking of John about this when he said that he was the voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. In John chapter 1, 6 to 9 says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one of the, of the, who is the true light, the one who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. 
See, John became the voice for that voice. He's not the light, amen. He came simply as a witness to the light, amen. He said, you know what? Here comes a person that's behind me, a voice that's going to come and shine upon your life, that's going to change you, change this world. See, Jesus came to be that light. John became the voice of the light, a witness of the light. Jesus is the true light. He gives light to everyone. 1 Peter 2.9 says that Jesus calls us out of darkness into what? His marvelous light. The voice came with light to bring change. A voice came to, to take away darkness. When he shined light on you, darkness fled. It fled. Wherever you were at, wherever you were hiding, Jesus brought his spotlight. He just went boom on you, amen. And all of a sudden he exposes the darkness within your light to see you. To see you, church. Come on, the world calls you by your sin. Jesus calls you by your name. Come on. Come on. He come up and he says, you know what, let me get rid of this darkness. Let me show some of my light. There's my son. There's my daughter. I missed you. You've been lost. You've been lost in the world. You've been lost in your darkness. And I've come to be a light to show you a different way. And he shares lightness upon us. Come on, somebody. His voice brings change. So these investigators, as we go back to the story, come to ask John, if you're not the Messiah, if you're not Elijah, and you're not one of the prophets, what gives you the right to baptize? What's up? This is a what's up right here. What's up? He came to check him out. Who are you? Okay, if you're not this, then why are you baptizing people? What gives you the right to do this? And then he says in Matthew chapter 3, 11, he says, I baptize with water those who repent from their sins and turn to God. But one is coming who is greater. Come on. One is coming who is more powerful than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave or carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Come on, somebody. He came to baptize you with some fire, amen. He came to, with the Holy Spirit, amen. He came to baptize you. Just like we were singing that song, I, I, don't, I, don't, I want my own flame. I want to be my own fire. Come on, I don't want to be a fire of somebody else. I want my own flame. Anybody want to be your own flame? Didn't, didn't the flame, when the Holy Spirit fell, fell like fire individually? Come on, did you notice they weren't sharing a fire? You can't share fires. Well, I got a lot of fire here. Come on, come on. You can share my fire. No. You got to have your own fire. You got to tell God, I, I want the Holy Spirit. You can't live with somebody else's Holy Spirit. Come on, you can't live with somebody else's fire. you got to go get your own, amen, and say, God, I want my fire. God, I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Because when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, you're empowered. Did he say, I, you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He's here to help us. He said, you know what? I baptize with water, but this guy... Who's coming after me, man? I can't even carry his sandals. Don't compare my voice with that voice. He's going to baptize you. That's going to change your life, amen. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, fire. Fire. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Woo. Calm down, Charlene. Calm down, girl. That's why I don't bring these old beats, amen. People start going... Yeah, start going flashing back, amen. No, no, no. Take that button, take that frequency out, amen, hallelujah. Come on, just keep it on Holy Ghost. Boom, fire. Boom, Holy Ghost, whatever it is. Just put that in there and take away all the other bump, amen. You can bump with Jesus, though. Hallelujah. Bump that Jesus, amen. See, church, fire purifies. Fire removes impurities in our lives. This Holy Ghost and fire brings empowerment, amen. It brings judgment, listen, on those who refuse to turn away from their sins. 
This kind of fire causes change, either to change for the good or the bad, but it'll cause a decision. This fire brings change. So the voice comes as a light full of the Holy Spirit and full of fire. And it goes on to say in Matthew 3, 12, that Jesus came to separate the shaft from the wheat. Come on, to separate what's good in our lives from what's bad in our lives. He brings separation. So Jesus comes with a voice of change. And those who hear his voice, those who repent and believe, will be saved. And then God will use you as a voice calling in this generation. We need to be a voice in this generation. We need to be a voice that says, repent. Turn from your way, brother. Turn from your way, sister. Turn from your way, sinners. Turn for the kingdom of God is at hand. You need to be a voice, a voice that will bring change. John chapter 1, 29 to 30 says this, the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him. He says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one I've been talking about. He is a man that's coming after me who is far greater than I am for he existed way before me. Here he's talking about Jesus. There's the guy, amen. This is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been announcing. This is the voice that's going to bring change. This is the one right here. He existed before time. He existed before he, you were here, before the heavens and the earth. He already existed. Jesus comes to bring change. He came to take away our sins. Somebody say amen. He came to remove the blemishes of our life and bring change. Come on, it's Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Come on, oh, what a change in my life. See, God has to come inside here first, because that's where all the stuff is at. And then he starts to work on the outside. And he just polishes you out, and all of a sudden, watch out. You look good now. You look good. I mean, I see some of my friends who continue to sin, and they look like they're 70 years old. Because sin has eaten away their life. And it was all good for the moment. Woo, yeah, thinking they're all cool and they're not. Sin. Listen. Sin comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God comes to give life. I'm the example of abundant life. Hallelujah. <laughs> Too shiny, man. That's sweat, girl. That's sweat. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'll be 54 this year. And I don't look like an old drunk no more. <laughs> I'm polished by Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. 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 Haven't lost my hair yet. A little thin, but I, it's still all right. Because in heaven, I'm going to have some long hair. Hallelujah. <laughs> going back to the long hair, amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. I think I like the short hair. I'm going to keep it short. See, Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. He gets filled with fire, amen. And that fire church that was in Jesus came to bring change. But this flesh had to be tested. His flesh had to be tested, amen. And so through God, amen, though Jesus is God, He's also man. So Jesus goes into the wilderness to fast for 40 days, 40 nights, right? Temptation comes to check out or test this faith. And he fought back with his voice. He fought back with the voice of God. He fought back with the voice of God's word. In Matthew chapter 4, 4, it says, Jesus answers, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth or the voice of God. Listen, if we want to be an effective voice, amen, uh, come on, our flesh will be tested. Come on, even Satan will come to check you out to see if you really are the voice, to see if you really are the real deal. But if you are filled, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you can, be, you can prevail and you can be an effective voice. Can somebody say amen? Jesus came out of the wilderness empowered, filled with the Holy Spirit, and that brought change. Amen. Thank you, brother, for the sweat keeps me going. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I wipe wipe myself out, I'll cool down. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus came to change people. He came to change you and I. He came to call us out of our wilderness. Come on. He comes out of that wilderness, out of that temptation, and he finds a bunch of fishermen. Come on. And he becomes a voice to them, and that voice changed their life. He says in Matthew chapter 4, 19, he said to them, uh, he said to them, this voice, he said unto them, this voice came unto them, follow me uh, and I'll make you fishers of men, amen. Uh, the next script, the next verse in verse 20 says, they immediately dropped their nets and followed him. Jesus spoke, Jesus' voice, and it changed lives. It changed who they were to become who they can be. See, if we're going to be an effective voice, we're going to have to drop some things. I said, we're going to have to drop some things. Come on, you're going to have to drop some things. You're going to have to make some changes in your life. Amen. And if you do it quicker, let me tell you, it's better. If you do it quicker, it's better. If you obey quicker, it's better, church. These men did it quickly. Truth spoke. Come on. Uh, truth voiced itself. Amen. And it brought change. You can't hesitate. Church, to be an effective voice. You can't say, Pastor, not right now. Pastor Jordan, your people can't just say, not right now. Pastor, I don't want to. No, you you can't hesitate. Pastor, come to you and say, can you do this? You got to say, yes. I'll drop what I need to drop. I'll drop my nets. I'll drop my kids. No, (laughs) no, don't drop your kids. Come on, they drop who they were at once to follow. Why? Because his voice brought change. His voice brought change to their lives, and they became the voice for the voice that would change the world. Uh, Jesus says, follow me. Uh, come on. Uh, and you, you will follow me. Follow my voice. Amen. Uh, and Saul, come on. Same thing with Saul. Saul heard a voice. Amen. Uh, he had a change. Uh, he had a change, and that, that voice changed. Uh, that encounter changed his life. He ends up to be the greatest apostle, Apostle Paul, who became a voice for the voice. See, Jesus comes as a voice to change you and I, to be a voice for him. And we can be a voice because he li- Christ lives inside of us. Come on, somebody say amen. Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19 says, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty to those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I've come to be the voice to the poor. I've come to be a voice to the brokenhearted. I've come to be the voice to those in captivity. I've come to be a voice to the blind. I've come to be a voice to the oppressed. Amen. I've come to be a voice to bring freedom and liberty. I've come to bring change, and I have the voice to do it. Amen. He came to set us free, church. Come on. He came. A voice came. Last, last October 1st, a voice came. It started to speak into lives of people who became him, became him and started to save people's lives. Why? Because he was a voice. They heard a voice. Help them. Help them. Pick them up. Risk your life. Go. Go. I'll be with you. Don't have fear. And they went because they listened to the voice. He came to to save us. Jesus came to change the alcoholic. He came to change the drug addict. He came to change those who are depressed, amen. He came to change relationships. He came to fix brokenness. He came to heal marriages. He came to hear, to go after the one that feels alone, amen. He came to hear those, come on, that have a voice, amen. He says, you know what, if you hear my voice, I can bring change to you. What do we do now? What do we do now, church? Our conference is ending right now. What do we do now? What do we do? We heard some great messages. What are you going to do? What are you going to do now? Are you just going to pick up your Bible or your iPad or whatever you have and just go home and say, that voice can't change me? What are you going to do now? Come on, are you going to let another year pass by? Maybe the next banner will be new. That's my year. Well, what, what, are you, what are you waiting for? The voice is here. 
The voice is speaking. What are you going to do now, Christian? Those serving God, those that are in the house of God, what are you going to do now? What's your next year look like? What is God telling you now? What are we, what are we going to do with all this, church? Because if it's not bringing change, then we spend all this for nothing. Are we going to be sitting in the same place, in the same situation next year? And excited one more time for three days only, only to wait for Monday to go back to the same. Or are you going to let his voice change you? I don't know about you, but I'm changed. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do something different. I don't know about you, man, but I'm going to be a voice now for the voice. See, God is looking for you to be a voice for him. Someone that will voice to you. You can voice to someone. Come on, voice to someone that's around you. Amen. Jesus is a voicing us today. Amen. That you need to be a voice. You need to be a voice shouting in this wilderness, in this generation, a, a generation that is lost and bound, amen, to bring a voice, amen. If you are truly his followers and Christians, it says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. What is Jesus telling you? What is he telling you to drop? Are you going to drop it and follow him immediately? To be a voice for him? Are you going to drop what he's telling you to drop? To be a voice for him? See, challenges will come in your life if you want to be an effective voice. A voice came to me 18 years ago and said, sell your house. Move away from your family. Leave your mom and be my voice. I left family. I left mom. I left all my sisters at a time where they needed me. God says, No. I'll take care of them. They know me. Go be a voice to somebody else. See, if you don't leave your father, mother, son, brother, grandkids, whoever, and follow me, you can't call yourself my disciple. A voice costs, and it's going to cost your life. But if you're going to be effective in the kingdom of God, you've got to lay down your life. He laid it down for you. My life is nothing. Even John said, where do I go? Your life. You hold all the answers. Where, where do I go from here? I mean, really, this is my life. I live for Jesus. I die for him. This is who I am. This is what he created me to be, is to be a voice for him. And I abandoned everything for his kingdom. You got to abandon everything, church. If you want to be an effective voice. And if you really truly want to understand what this rich I talked about earlier, you'll understand once you release it and you drop, when he tells you drop that and follow me. Let me tell you, you'll walk into some suffering. I'm not going to say it's easy, church. It's not a walk in the park. There's going to be persecution. But he says, I'll be with you, and I'll be your voice for you. See, fear doesn't grip me. It doesn't grip me, church. Why? Because I've turned away from that, and he's taken it away. For some of you, God's telling you to turn because he wants to remove something in your life in order to be an effective voice. He says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Now that you know the voice, now that you've heard his voice, in order to be the voice, you've got to be and go out to be that voice. Matthew 28, 19 says, go and make disciples. Go and be my voice. Go make fishers of men. Go. Go and be the voice. Go and be a, a voice of change for somebody. Amen? What are you going to do, church?
And who do people say you are? That's a hypocrite over there. That's the one that claims, but there's no victory in their life. There's the one that says Jesus does this, and they have all these problems, and they live it that way. There's a person that says they, they love the Lord, and they're a leader, amen, yet they're drinking and smoking, cussing. Who, who are you? Because once you claim to be that voice, they're going to come check you out. The enemy will come and check you out. But if you stand, you'll be full of power and Holy Spirit. You can check out all you want. Let's be the, the voice, church. Let's all stand up.